Welcome to the Fiercely His podcast. This is your host, Shannon Guerin. Welcome to this space where we're passionate about helping you boldly live out your identity in Christ. Are you tired of the hustle? Are you exhausted from trying to balance it all? And maybe you're just not feeling worthy or good enough. And this leaves you searching for something more. Maybe you're searching for something more in being a wife. Maybe you're searching for something more in being a mom. Maybe it's something more in your job or career. Or maybe you're just searching for something more in being a woman, period. Well, you guys, guess what? Your something more isn't found in any of that. The truth is, it's found in Jesus Christ. And when we as women not only believe that, but live it out, our lives are transformed. We start to own our story. We begin to use our unique gifts that we've been given. And we find and start walking in the calling that God has given us, the calling that He's placed on us. So are you ready? Let's do this, you guys. Well, hello, you guys. Uh, so today, today I'm going to, it's going to be a little bit different than the past two episodes. Today, I'm just going to be real and raw and authentic. Now, let me just say that hopefully that's how I always am. I, I think that I think that it's so important just to be authentic. And so I've always tried to be authentic with you guys. And, you know, some of you have heard my story. I wrote my story out for the first time about five years ago. And honestly, I was thinking about this earlier today when I when I scheduled time to record this particular podcast episode, I was thinking about my story and how I really haven't shared my story in a while. And so I was just thinking, and I've been praying and asking God to just uh, anoint me and and just let the words flow. Because you guys, even though, even though it's been, you know, 10 years since this happened in our marriage, Sometimes when I think about it or when I when I tell somebody when I sh- when I do share my story it's like it always affects me. I don't know how it's going to affect me and and so first of all I just want to thank you guys for for listening and thank you for allowing me to share and yeah so so le- so let me just say that I want you guys to know that everybody has a story, right? Like not not everybody shares their story and that's okay. Some people don't feel the need to share their story and that's that's completely okay. You might be listening and you're thinking to yourself, I would never share my story with somebody and that's okay. I I'm I'm I definitely don't sit in judgment and you know, sometimes it's just not appropriate to share your story. Sometimes Sometimes you're just a very private person and not everybody needs to know your business and be all up in your business. And that is completely fine. And then there are other times when it's very healing to share your story with somebody else. 
And for me, when I wrote my story on my blog, 10 years, or I guess I five years, it's been five years, it was very healing for me. And it was also very healing for others. And so I want, I just want to encourage you guys, own your story. You may not have to share it with, with anybody or everybody, but you can still own your story. And I'll, I'll tell you that I've owned my story. My story is hard. And it's hard to hear, um, especially if you're mixed up in your own circumstances. It's hard to hear. So I just want to warn you, if you are listening to this podcast and you have little ears around, I don't know that, I mean, that you would want them to hear what I'm getting ready to share. So just know that. So my, here's the, here's the thing. My story starts when I was very young. You know, I mentioned this in the um, episode a couple weeks ago. I mentioned this, um, that I was practically born on the church pew, you guys. I I come from a, a very strong and rich legacy of people who served God, either through pastoring or volunteering. I just come from a very rich heritage of family members who just serve God and love God. And so that's really all I've ever known. I was always the good girl, you know, in, in, in high school, I was always the good girl with the exception of one night, my senior year when I was a little wild. Other than that, I, I was a good girl and I got married at 19. I married an amazing human being named John Guerin, who went to the same church as me. We had known each other for, gosh, since I was in the third grade and he was in the fourth grade. And we started dating the year after he went to college and we were engaged a month later. And then we got married a year later. So I was 19 years old when I got married and John was 20. Looking back, I would not change a thing. You know, I loved him and I love him today. And the same, you know, he has the same feelings. We were just a match made in heaven. After after about six years, we had um, a little girl named Alex Elizabeth. And then two years later, we had a little girl named Avery Grace. And you guys, we were, I mean, we were going places. My husband was successful in his career. I was a nurse. We just kind of were, were the all-American family, I guess you could say. When Alex and Avery were about six and eight, uh, about five and seven, really, John got a promotion, which caused us to move to Texas. And you have to understand that we had lived in Oklahoma our whole lives. That's all we knew. But we were so excited for this adventure. We were so excited for something new and you know, John had gotten a promotion and he was so excited and he was doing really well in his career. And, you know, I was at that time, I was a stay at home mom. I wasn't working. So we just, you know, we were just this all American family. We moved to Texas and, you know, it was kind of a shock for me because I, I was just kind of ripped. We were both just ripped away from everything that we knew. You know, when you move, if any of you have, have ever, you know, moved to a different town or a different state, you know, you have to get a new dentist and a new doctor and you have to find someone to fix your hair, to color your hair. You have to find, it's just, 
I mean, those seem like small things, but really, they're they're not. It's re- it was really difficult, and we moved into a house, and we moved to a town that that the housing market was super expensive, but they had really great schools, and so we wanted to move to this town. But the houses were super expensive, so the house we bought was a it was a beautiful home, but it needed work, and so. I was kind of the general contractor. We had to get our master bath, you know, remodeled and we had to do some things. I feel like we, I think we did some things in the kitchen and I can't really remember. It's kind of a blur right now. Um, but I think we had, you know, kitchen work and outdoor. We had, we, we had to do stuff outside and, and so it was just a big project. It was stressful. And then John was, you know, he had gotten a promotion and he was, busy. I mean, he was normally, normally like nothing out of the ordinary, ordinarily busy just from his new role at work. And, you know, people were looking at his, his, his leadership team, his executive team was looking at him, you know, judging to see what, how he would do in this new role. So he was under a lot of pressure and, and I was under a lot of pressure just at home and trying to get my girls settled and, trying to get our family settled. And I was just under a lot of pressure. And you guys, I, I was so wrapped up in being, you know, a good wife and a good mom. And I, I lost my focus. I took my eyes off Jesus. I lost my focus. I forgot who I was. I forgot my identity in Christ, you guys. And I stepped outside of my marriage and I had an affair and you guys, I had every intention on leaving my family. I thought that this man was, was my soulmate. I thought that God had gotten it all wrong, that I wasn't supposed to marry John Guerin and that this, this other man was the one that I was supposed to marry. So I was just... I was just highly deceived and I, I made some wrong choices. I mean, I, I, I will say to you that, you know, the enemy, Peter tells us in, in 1 Peter 5, 8, that the enemy is looking for someone to destroy. He's prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he found me and I was an easy target. Why? Because I took my eyes off Jesus and I lost my focus. I forgot who I was. I'm not going to say that it's all the enemy's fault because I'm not going to play the victim game. I, you know, I made those choices. And so I, you know, I'm not a victim and I, and I, I take responsibility for my actions. But, but the root cause was that I, I just lost my focus. When infidelity strikes a marriage, you guys, there is something wrong with a marriage. Like, but I will tell you that John and I were happy. You know, we were both stressed out. We were both just going through a busy time in our marriage. I mean, there were some other like deep roots, which it would take me, you know, for me to share my entire story with you guys, it would take probably an hour at least, (laughs) at least. And you know what, this, this, this episode, me sharing my story with you may be, have to be two episodes but really we were we were a happy family we we were happy you know we were going through the motions you, you know we were kind of we were just kind of going through the motions but 
but really we were happy, but I just lost my focus and, and I betrayed my husband. And, you know, I said before I had every intention on leaving my family, but thank God, thank God I didn't. And thank God, you guys, my husband fought for me because that's exactly what he did. He fought for me. And there are so many details, you know, that, that I, that I won't go into just because just for the sake of time, but there were looking back, there were so many moments that I call God moments where God just came upon the scene and I saw him in a way that I had never seen him before. Let me give you an example. Right after John, I confessed. I, well, actually, John asked me if I was having an affair, and I told him, yes, that I was. And I told him that I was leaving. And a couple days after that, he did not kick me out. And there, there's a reason why I didn't leave, which would take, again, you guys, if I shared my whole story with you, it would take forever. <laughs> but I didn't leave, and I stayed home, and John did not kick me out. A couple days after I confessed to him, we were in the living room, and I was just so confused. I I just was just completely torn apart, and I was just so, I was so confused. I was at my wit's end. You know, during the affair, I had lost so much weight because I was in sin. <laughs> like I was living in sin. I was, I was sinning against my husband. I was sinning against God. And so my stomach was in knots. I never ate and I lost so much weight. And then after I confessed to John, after a couple days, we were sitting in, we were in our living room and he said to me, he said, he said, Shannon, he said, do you love him? And I said, yeah, I do. I do love him. And you guys, we were sitting on the couch. Now listen to me. This, this is a very beautiful part of this story. We were sitting on the couch and, and my head, I was laying on the couch and my head was in his lap. This was two days after I confessed that I had betrayed my husband. I had confessed to him. Okay. My head was in his lap. He was, he was brushing the hair away from my face. And the girls were gone, and so it was just us. The TV was off. The house was quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And he said, Shannon, he said, do you really think that it's God's will for you to leave me and the girls and be with this man? Simple question, simple question, okay? I, when he asked me that question, it was like this light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, well, no, that God wouldn't honor that. That's not God's will. God would, God would not honor that. As simple as a question that that was, you guys, it, it really, really changed my outlook. And even though at that time, I still was so confused and I wanted to be with this other man. When John asked me that question, it was just the first step of me opening my eyes and realizing how ridiculous I was being and how crazy that this was, that I was getting ready to do, leave my family for this other man. And, you know, a couple minutes later, I, I sat up and, and I, 
I asked John, I said, John, I said, why, you know, you're, you're sitting here rubbing, rubbing my, my, my head and you're brushing the hair away from my eyes. Why are you being this way? Because you guys, John had always been the type of person that if you wronged him, well, then he was, he was done. Like he, he was done. And, and so him having so much grace for me just did not make sense because it wasn't his personality. It wasn't the John that I knew. In fact, before I confessed to him, I kind of knew that he would kick me out. And that's kind of what I was hoping for because I was too much of a coward to just come to him and say, hey, I met this other man and I'm leaving. I was too much of a coward to do that. I I thought, I just knew that he would kick me out and then that would be my reason to just leave and go be with this other man. But he didn't kick me out, you guys. He showed me so much grace. And in that moment on that couch, when I said to him, John, why are you treating me this way? Why, why are you... Why are you letting me stay here? Why? Why? And he got up, you guys. This man got up and he looked me in the eyes and he doubled over in tears. You know, like heaving painful tears and said, Shannon, he said, because I love you. I love you. And you guys, this is not, listen, I am not embellishing. Listen to me. I am not embellishing. When he said that to me, it was as if I saw Jesus himself. And I finally realized why Jesus died on the cross for me. My husband, you guys, who I betrayed, showed me the face of Jesus in that moment. And he said, it, it it was as if it was as if it was Jesus saying, "Shannon, I love you, and I will always love you, and I, no matter what you do, no matter what mistakes you make, I love you, and that will never change." And in that moment, looking back, that was the moment that changed everything for me, because my husband fought for me, and it, and I can't even begin to try to understand how he felt and everything that he was going through because of the mistake and the sin that I'd made, the sin that I committed and the mistake that I made. I can't even begin to understand, you guys. But in that moment, I saw Jesus. This girl who thought she knew Jesus her whole life, <laughs> Or after she got saved at a young age, I thought I knew Jesus. I didn't know Jesus. In that moment, I really, really just discovered who he was, why he died on the cross for me, and how much he loved me. And you guys, it's the same thing for you. God is no respecter of persons. He loves all of us, each of us equally. And so he loves you just the same. And after that moment, you know, it was a hard, 
if, if, if any of you, and I know that a lot of a lot of um, my listeners here at the Fiercely His podcast, you have been touched by infidelity in your own marriage or in your family, and so you will be able to relate to this. But it was a rocky road. I mean, even even at, in that moment, and when we made the decision that we were going to fight for each other and work on our marriage, it was a very long, windy uphill battle, and. The worst was yet to come because it's so hard to achieve restoration in marriage after infidelity. And we went to counseling and, you know, through all of that and through just family members that prayed for us and and our counselor and going to church and communicating with each other and you know, really, really being there for each other and working really hard every single minute of every single day, we made it. But you guys, it's the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. It's the hardest thing that John has ever gone through. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy because it's hard. You know, I'll say it again. Restoration after infidelity is very, very difficult. But, you know, Lisa Turkhurst said, says this, and I don't know if it's her exact quote, but she basically said this in a roundabout way. Even though a marriage may not be restored after infidelity, God will restore you. And so that's what I want you to take away from this, that God will, he is the God of restoration and he will restore you because that's a promise that he makes in his Bible. He is the God of restoration and he will restore you. He may not restore your marriage. He may not restore your relationship, but he will restore you. And that is a fact. and It's a promise that he gives us. So this is why you guys that I am so passionate um, about helping women really, really live out who they are in Christ. Not And not only that, I'm super passionate about helping women rise up through hard circumstances. When you want to give up, when you want to throw in the towel, I'm passionate about helping women rise up, rise up for your family. You guys, when I when John and I were, were going through restoration, it was the hardest thing. It was so hard. And I just sometimes wanted to give up. You know, I felt worthless. I felt so much shame from what I had done to my family, from what I had done to my husband, from what I had done to my girls. I felt so much shame. I felt worthless. I felt like like that this thing that I did was so bad that that God would never be able to use me. And that even though I had read most of my life about how God is a God of forgiveness, I didn't feel like that that was for me. And it was because I had forgotten who I was in Christ. I forgot who I was in Christ. And I truly, truly believe you guys that when we are confident in who we are in Christ, it changes everything regardless of our circumstances. And I'm telling you guys, that is truth. Like that is just truth. When we know who we are in Christ, when we live it out daily, 
when we live it out daily. And what does that mean? What does it mean to daily live out your identity in Christ? Well, you own your story. You, you've made mistakes, but you know what? We have a, you have a God that is a God of forgiveness and he's restored and he's forgiven. And so now you can move on. That's, that's what owning your story is all about. So you own your story. You, you pursue your God given calling. You pursue that with everything in you and you use the gifts that he's given you. That's what it means to, to live out your identity in Christ. You guys, that's what that means. And when you live it out, no matter what comes your way, you will get through it. Now, it might be the hardest thing you've ever done, and you may not get through it in two days. It may take two months. It may take two years, but you will get through it because that's what God promises us. And because I am a child of the King, I am co-heirs with Jesus. I am loved. I believe that. I believe that no matter what comes my way, no matter what hardship comes, God will get me through it because I know who I am. And that's why I share my story, you guys. Now, there's so much more to my story. I, I really like to keep this podcast under 30 minutes. And so I'm going to try to do that today. But how about we do this? How about we make this a part one? And in part two, I tell you about the restoration and about the many miracles that took place. There are so many miracles. There's the most beautiful story, you guys, about my daughter that I, I, I can't wait to share with you. Some of you have already read it on my blog, shannongarin.com, but I can't wait to share that with you. But let's just do this. Let's make this episode one, I mean, part one, and part two will be next time. And I want to just share with you the miracles and and where we are today, I, I will tell you that today, I, I, our marriage is better than it's ever been. And it's because we, we've realized how much we love each other and how much we don't want to lose each other. And so we put in the effort it takes to build a strong, happy marriage. And so I'll talk about that next week. And I hope you'll come back. And I know this is heavy. You guys, I know I know that my story is heavy. And I, I also know that that it can be very triggering for women that have been betrayed by their husbands. I, I realize that. I realize that that my story can be triggering. And so I want you to know that you're loved and you're cherished and you're God's girl. And I hope you'll be back in two weeks. And let's continue this conversation. So we have a a very private Facebook group called Fiercely His Woman. If you guys haven't requested to join, now when you request to join, I'll put the link in the show notes. But when you request to join, you'll have to answer some questions. They're easy questions. Answer the questions. And then let's continue this conversation over there. It's a private space. Uh, it's That means that... that your friends won't see what you post. It's completely private. And so let's let's continue this conversation over there. And, and I hope you guys will join me in two weeks for part two. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fiercely His podcast. For more nuggets of truth, be sure and visit FiercelyHis.com. And we'd love you guys to join our community and continue this conversation in our private Facebook group, Fiercely His Woman. And as always, we're here to encourage you to boldly live out your identity in Christ. 
Bye, you guys. See you in a couple weeks.